0: Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. We are the Geek Therapy Community Podcast. My name is Josue Cardona, and it's just me today because I'm going to talk about the trademark situation. You may have heard me allude to it, just mention it briefly back in February, maybe March. And if you are a member on Patreon, then you've heard me talk about it a lot more. I haven't really talked about it in public for the last few months. And uh, even on the Patreon, I've been kind of quiet for the last month. But I'm ready to talk about it now. And I mean, I'm really, really anxious about talking about this. I'll try to explain why uh, throughout the episode. Basically, I I feel a lot of different things. I'm very scared uh, of what could happen. I I mean, we're talking about the geek therapy trademark here. It's something I've been, you know, working on for eight years and... Even just the possibility of someone being able to uh, somehow ruin that or, or affect uh, the hard work that that you've been been doing for so long it is it's scary it's scary so I've been very anxious about that like every time I get an email from a lawyer or anybody contacts me about anything having to do with the trademark situation, like my heart sinks the pit in my stomach is just oh it's um. Hasn't been a, a good few months for me. I've gained over 10 pounds since this all started. It is, It has not been a fun experience. And I'm not going to uh, rehash what's been going on by memory. Instead, I'm going to read to you a letter that I just published this morning, the same day that this episode is going out. Uh, it's an open letter to Dr. Anthony Bean. Uh, Dr. Anthony Bean, or Tony, as I'm going to call him for the rest of the episode, because... Yeah, it's uh it's Tony from the Geek Therapy community. He's been a member of our Facebook group for over 2 years and people in the community know him. He's published a couple books. Uh I, I I'm going to call him Tony because like I know Tony. We're not friends, but I I know him. We've talked on the phone. We've exchanged emails over the years. They're, you know, he's not a stranger to me. So So I'm going to read this letter that I wrote to Tony. And Tony, if you're listening, hi. All right, here we go. The following is an open letter to Dr. Anthony Bean. Hi, Tony. I'm writing to ask you to reconsider your recent trademark applications for the terms geek therapy and the related term geek therapist. But first, I'd like to review what has happened so far. On January 25th, 2019, you announced in the Geek Therapy Community Group on Facebook that you were co-editing a book titled Integrating Geek Culture into Therapeutic Practice, A Clinician's Guide to Geek Therapy. On February 8th, 2019, I sent a cease and desist letter to you and the publisher of your book asking that you remove the Geek Therapy trademark from the title of your book. On February 15th, 2019, I sent you an email further clarifying that I was asking for the removal of Geek Therapy from the title. You did not respond to either of my communications. On March 6th, 2019, I discovered that you had filed for a federal trademark of Geek Therapy and Geek Therapist on February 27th, 2019. On March 14th, 2019, you posted on your Facebook page and messaged your mailing list, explaining why you decided to apply for the Geek Therapy trademarks. On April 2nd, 2019, my lawyer sent you a letter demanding that you abandon the applications or otherwise we would be opposing the applications. On April 5th, 2019, your lawyer responded to our letter by proposing the negotiation of a coexistence agreement with suggestions such as, Mr. Cardona will amend his application to remove the words education, mental health, and psychology from the identification of services in his application, and Mr. Cardona will agree not use the trademark for education services or therapy services without the permission of Dr. Bean's organization. On April 23rd, 2019, we informed your lawyer that we were rejecting your terms, therefore discontinuing negotiations. On April 24th, 2019, your lawyer responded, stating that Dr. Bean requests that he reconsider, that you are optimistic about coexistence, and that it is apparent that Mr. Cardona runs a media and entertainment company, although I use the geek therapy trademark for therapy and clinical training. Your lawyer has informed us of your desire for a coexistence agreement and negotiation, stating that there would be no confusion between your services and mine because I run a media and entertainment company. On May 9th, your lawyer called again to suggest that we limit our marks to entertainment categories. The reason why we turned down your suggested coexistence agreement is that education, psychology, and mental health are at the core of everything MyGeekTherapy is. GeekTherapy, the media brand, is built upon the geek therapy model of therapeutic services that I coined in 2011. Since then, I have researched, developed, practiced, and taught this model called GeekTherapy. The GeekTherapy media and entertainment company your lawyer refers to is one of the vehicles by which I teach and promote my geek therapy model. You wrote that you are going to define Geek Therapy with colleagues in the future, and that you began doing this in February 2019, according to your trademark application. But I have been defining and developing my model, called Geek Therapy, with colleagues since 2011. In 2013, Dr. Patrick O'Connor and I co-created a graduate course about integrating geek culture into psychotherapy practice to be taught at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology. Dr. O'Connor ultimately decided to call the course Geek Culture and Therapy, and not Geek Therapy, because he recognized that geek therapy is my model, and what he would be teaching was ultimately his version of integrating geek culture into therapy and not mine. I still guest lectured on my geek therapy model during each semester the course was taught. In 2014, Dr. Steven Kuniak invited me to share a booth with him at New York Comic Con, It was a funny-looking booth with a 10-foot Geek Therapy banner advertising my research and a tablecloth for Dr. Kuniak's research. While we share many similar ideas, our work is our own. During the weekend, we presented our own and each other's models as distinct offerings. Many people recognize my work and model of Geek Therapy. When Dr. Lawrence Rubin asked me to write the foreword for his upcoming book, Using Superheroes and Villains in Counseling and Play Therapy, it was not in my capacity as the founder of a media and entertainment company, but in my capacity as a mental health professional who spent years developing, teaching, and practicing a model called geek therapy, which integrates geek culture into therapeutic practice. When I present at conferences, give workshops, or provide consultation, I am teaching my geek therapy model. An article in the Daily Beast once labeled the work of Dr. O'Connor, Dr. Kuniak, Dr. Rubin, and myself as superhero therapy. A few years later, when Dr. Jadina Scarlett created her own model of integrating geek culture into therapy, she coined it superhero therapy. Despite Dr. Connor, Dr. Kuniak, and I being previously associated with the term, we respected Dr. Scarlett's choice because we each had our own model at that point with unique branding. I wish you would respect my use of geek therapy in the same way. Instead, you have announced that you want to begin the process of defining geek therapy in 2019, something that I have been doing since 2011 with the help and support of Dr. O'Connor, Dr. Kuniak, Dr. Scarlett, Dr. Travis Langley, Dr. Ali Tu, Lara Taylor, LMFT, and many others. I have learned a lot about trademark law since February, and I believe the situation comes down to two things. First, is there a likelihood of confusion? For years, my work has been featured in professional mental health publications. I have presented at conferences and conventions and been invited to speak overseas. When you announced your book, people contacted me assuming I had something to do with it. And one of your contracted authors for your book was surprised to learn I was not involved in your book and informed you that they assumed you had at least run the title by me. Your use of the trademarks has already caused confusion, and I believe it will continue to cause confusion. It would then come down to the second point. Who used the trademark first? You have admitted your intention to develop, in the future, a model and set of standards and call it geek therapy. According to your trademark application, you started this process in February 2019. I have been developing, practicing, and teaching my model, called Geek Therapy, since 2011. Therefore, if you do not abandon your trademark applications, I will oppose them as I believe that your use of the trademark would cause damage to my use of Geek Therapy. You have put me in a position where if I do not oppose your applications, I will forfeit the brand recognition and trust that my colleagues and I have worked so hard to build. I am not opposing your intention to create a certification for the use of Geek Culture in Therapy. I told you in an email that I was happy to hear about your book. I support you and your colleagues developing a set of standards of some kind. I have no objections to any of those things. What I'm opposing is that you call it geek therapy or geek therapist. I am happy to hear that you wish to avoid litigation and want to negotiate. I also prefer to avoid litigation. But your first offer to negotiate implies that I would have to give up my use of the geek therapy mark because now you want to use it for almost identical purposes. And you have implied that I would need your permission to use the geek therapy mark despite being credited as its founder for years. The question I have received the most Since this situation started is, why doesn't Tony choose another name for what he wants to do? I have asked myself the same thing. I suggest you find a new name for your proposed model and standards. I'm happy to see more people talking about integrating geek culture into therapy, but geek therapy is my brand. I have been using the geek therapy mark for entertainment, education, community building, psychology, mental health, and therapy services for eight years. And that is why I, with the support of many people who have helped build geek therapy into what it is today, will oppose your trademark filings during the opposition period. A process designed for situations like this, in which the need arises to protect one's trademark and hard work. Signed, Josue Cardona. So I want to reiterate that that letter is written by me to Tony. That's not from my lawyer. That's not to Tony's lawyer. That is person to person. Tony did not respond to any of my communications, and we have never actually sat down to talk about this. But I want this to end. I don't want this to continue. What I'm asking is that Tony change the name of what he wants to do. There's actually a process for abandoning a trademark application. That's all he needs to do. And this will all be over. The other options are for us to oppose his filings or to do nothing. And like I said in the letter, we would simply be forfeiting everything that we've built for all these years. So I have received a lot of questions since this started, and I want to take a moment to answer some of them. I mentioned in the letter that the question that I get the most is, why doesn't Tony just pick another name? I, I do not know, uh, A question that usually goes hand-in-hand with that one is, why is he doing this? I I don't want to characterize why uh, he's doing this, but he did write in a Facebook post uh, explaining why he was doing this, so I'm going to go ahead and read it for you. And I'm going to read the whole thing, from beginning to his signature. Why? Because I don't want to appear as if I am uh, picking and choosing certain parts to make uh, my case and... And in fact, uh, I forgot to mention this before, but the letter, uh, as it's published on geektherapy.com right now, is also on the GT forum. And the version on the GT forum has links to every single document that I mention in that letter. So if I call out something in the letter. Once you read it, you'll see item one, two, three. That means every demand letter, every email from my attorney, every email from his attorney, they're all there. The email that I sent him, the post that he did on Facebook, the announcement, all of that is on the GT Forum. You can read it for yourself. I put it all as is because I don't want to be accused of picking and choosing words to make my point. And with that in mind, I'm going to try to answer the question, uh, Why is Tony doing this? By reading the Facebook post that he posted on his, I believe this is his professional page. He also sent this to his mailing list on March 14th, 2019. It reads, Dear friends and colleagues, for many years I have provided therapy involving role play, video games, and other psychological interventions with great success. Two of my books on the subject have been published, as well as several articles, and I have lectured on this approach and shared it with others. Many of my colleagues have contributed extensively to the development of this type of therapy as well. It is a collective effort, and not mine alone. It is our mission to share this type of therapy and make patients and clinicians aware of its benefits. I am currently editing a manuscript of contributions from many amazing therapists and academics on this type of therapy. Our community needs to be safe, supported, and feel as if they can reach out to one another without hindrance or concerns. Last month, I received a letter from Jose Cardona requesting that I stop using the designation geek therapy. I took this letter seriously because I respect other people's intellectual property rights. However, I was also troubled that Mr. Cardona was trying to bully me, and I am concerned that he would bully the entire community of folks who offer role play therapy or other similar psychological interventions. I consulted with an intellectual property attorney because I do not wish to infringe upon Mr. Cardona's rights, but I also wanted to know what my rights are. Mr. Cardona operates websites and social media networks where he and others discuss various pop culture topics. He also offers t-shirts for sale and paid membership to a private network. This is very different from what I do, as a licensed therapist, which is to provide therapy. There is no overlap or infringement, and I have no intent to encroach upon or interfere with Mr. Cardona's business. To be clear, Mr. Cardona and I are not engaged in a legal proceeding. After making the initial determination that I am not infringing upon Mr. Cardona's rights, I wanted to protect my use of the geek therapy designation to offer therapy and to also make that designation available to any qualified therapist. Several colleagues and I are in the process of developing standards for use of that designation and others. I recently filed for a trademark for geek therapy for the purpose of ensuring that it is available for use by all qualified, licensed therapists and to protect us all from Mr. Cardona's bullying. Our goal is to be open and inclusive. We will not be a private network. We will continue to respect other people's intellectual property rights and contributions. If you have any questions, feel free to send me an email. If you wish to receive email updates in the future or want to be involved as a contributor, please sign up for our mailing list at this link. Sincerely, Anthony Bean, PhD. I hope that answers the question of why Tony is doing this. I want to react to so many things in that uh, post, but... (sighs) There's, there's one I can't help but re- react to, which is the irony that whatever designation he comes up with eventually and trademarks it, uh, he has to send out cease and desist letters to be able to protect the trademark, which is what I'm doing. And he's characterized that as bullying in his post. I find that very ironic. And there are many things in that post that are just wrong. If you're familiar with geek therapy, you know that to be true. But I, I won't comment on anything else there. The second most common question that I get is, why didn't you trademark Geek Therapy before? Okay, so the simple answer is that I didn't have the money. So Geek Therapy has been around for eight years, and it's never been profitable. Uh, geek Therapy started as an idea, and then to promote that idea, I started a website and then podcasts, and now we have community spaces, which ironically the the Facebook group in which Tony uh, posted and announced his geek therapy book is obviously run by me. And it was created as a fan site for geek therapy and our podcasts. I, th- I think that's pretty funny. And doing more on that later. But yeah, a Facebook group doesn't make money, and our podcasts don't make money. It wasn't until last year that our Patreon supporters started helping with the costs of even running geek therapy. And anyway it doesn 't matter uh, whether geek therapy was making you know making tons of money or not the The point was that i didn't have the money to pay for the trademark it's funny because I, I went into the system to finally file a trademark once all of this started, and it said that the first time I tried was back in two thousand and thirteen and and I say tried because every time I started the process and I saw how much it cost, I just didn't have the money but one thing I was aware of was the idea of common law, and I knew that as long as I kept using geek therapy and was active and visible, that I was protected by common law. That's what I mentioned in the letter. It means that even though I didn't apply for the federal trademark before, I still have the rights to the trademark because I have been using it. Those are laws that exist to protect people, even if they don't have the money to to fill to to do that. Now I was building up to start doing the trademark process, and in fact, we've applied for one trademark, even though. Technically, Geek Therapy, we use it under a few different uh, trademark classifications, but uh, we did fill out one. And the reason why I couldn't pay for it before was the last couple of years have been rough. I had my own private practice in North Carolina, in Charlotte, North Carolina. You know, I was I was laid off from my from my job as a mental health counselor, and then I went ahead and created my own practice. And I had a practice for two years in the Charlotte area, but it was a, a brand new practice. I was building it from scratch. I did, I was working alone, so I didn't have insurance reimbursement. I was working part-time jobs on the side to be able to make ends meet. And after two years um, of having my private practice, my girlfriend decided to go back to school. And so we decided to move to New York City while she completed her master's degree. We've been together for 18 years. This was like a no-brainer. If she wanted to go to New York, we're, we're going to go to New York. We're going to do this. So we went to New York and we lived in Brooklyn. Uh, New York City is very, very expensive. I was able to get a couple jobs while I was there. I was unemployed for a little bit. And when the two years were up, we decided to leave. Now, this was in the summer of 2017. I was born in Puerto Rico. So was my girlfriend. Most of her family is there. My mom is there. So we decided to move to Puerto Rico. Again, that was summer of 2017. Both of us were still looking for work when Hurricanes Irma and Maria hit in September 2017. And the rest is history, right? It's early 2019. The last couple of years have been hard. And so were the years before that. I guess I just explained not so much why I didn't file for the trademark, but why I was broke for the past uh, four, six years, I guess. Um, And I'm still in Puerto Rico right now. It wasn't until late last year that... Things started looking up for us, and including at Geek Therapy on the Patreon. But again, the common law trademark rights were something that I rested on. And do I regret it now? Of course I do, because now we're in this mess. I, I, I never expected anybody to do this. And no, let me be clear. I... Since 2012, I've had a Google alert running looking for geek therapy and related terms. I bought all of the domain names. I use it regularly. I've tried to be very aware of other people's use of it and to protect it in any way I could. And I expected that maybe someday, like a company or something would say, hey, you know, geek therapy is a cool name. We're going to do it and they're going to try to like buy the com from me or something like that or maybe try to register the trademark. and But I never expected it to be someone from the community, never somebody that I knew, uh, never somebody who is aware of the work that we were doing. This, this was, again, very surprising. Anyway, the situation we're in now is because even though I applied for the trademark uh, under one classification earlier this year, Tony did the same thing in response to my cease and desist letter, and he did it two days before I did. Again, when he applied, he put in his application that he was using it from February 2019, and I was very explicit, June 24th, 2011, that's when we started using it. A question that uh, I have not received yet, but I probably will. I've received the opposite of this question, so uh, I'm going to answer this one now. Why am I talking about this publicly? The truth is, I didn't want to, and for the last couple months, I've tried not to, but um, listen, I... I was using LegalZoom and a service that they have to do 30-minute consultations with lawyers. The first cease and desist letter, I sent it on my own using a template. I was not lawyered up. Uh, Tony lawyered up early on and stopped answering. There was no communication. And that's fine. So then... I hired a lawyer thanks to the Patreon support and the community support. I was able to pay a lawyer to write that demand letter that is in that is mentioned in in the open letter. That lawyer reviewed all of our evidence. We were we, we included lots of evidence. There's a lot of evidence that he didn't include. We have tons more uh, supporting our common law trademark rights. The reason why we sent that demand letter was to try to end this, to just stop it. The letter says, which again, you can read on the forum, it is asking them to abandon their trademarks because if not, we're going to oppose it. And once we oppose it, it begins a longer process. Now, yes, they asked, they, they came back to us offering a negotiation and something called a coexistence agreement. And I considered it for weeks, but again starting off by saying uh, like, let's, let's coexist. I'll use it for therapy, mental health, psychology, and education, and you use it for entertainment. That was their offer. That's, that's not, that's not a good way to start a negotiation, especially since that is all that we do. That is the foundation of what we do. And I thought about it for a long time because I've been, I've been so scared throughout this whole process. I didn't, I've been afraid to do anything to mess up like I feel I feel really guilty I feel ashamed that I didn't have the money before I feel guilty that I didn't uh, somehow handle this a few years ago and so so I I feel guilty about that so as we continue every time I I am uh, worried that I'm going to do something messed up and the hardest decision to make was to reject those offers. Not because, like, I think the offers are insulting. And I'm not saying that we won't enter negotiation eventually at some point. But starting off that way, saying, you know, stop using it for what you're using it, is, that didn't feel like a negotiation. That felt, That felt like a, well, it felt like something else. And so I decided to not even engage. Because the moment that we engaged, it was going to cost money to do that anyway. So we still need money to file the opposition, which is a a legal proceeding. So I was like, listen, I don't have I don't have the money to do every negotiation, you know, and that could go on for long and then also do the opposition and then also do all the other stuff. So ultimately I decided, what other choice do I have? So I am once again writing to Tony. Now the reason why I'm putting it out in public is because a lot of people have been Concerned and want to know what's going on. I wanted to inform them and I wanted to inform them in a way that had all of the details out. Again, all of the documentation that has gone back and forth between Tony and I and through our lawyers is now out in the open. My number one hope is that Tony will read the letter and understand that I have no choice. I have to oppose these filings or I'm going to lose a lot. I'm not a lawyer. (laughs) I've heard that from a lot of people Uh, lately. Also, I've said it a lot myself. I'm not a lawyer, but I don't see how he can possibly think that he could uh, win what is happening if it comes down to a litigation or to, to, to present evidence to people about the use of the term geek therapy within mental health and psychology and education. I I don't understand how this is even, I don't understand how it's gotten this far. So I'm hoping that my letter will, again, just reiterate, just pick another name and we can stop this right here. Withdraw your applications and we're done. I have no problem with what he's doing. That's my main goal with the letter. That's what I'm hoping for. The second goal is for public support. The probably second or third most frequent question that I keep getting is, how can I help? How can I help with this situation? And honestly, up until now, until today, when I published all of this, I was, not, I was not ready to ask or accept help. But here I am. It has been incredible. Every time someone has come to me and said, I'm so sorry this is happening. What can we do to help? How can we protect geek therapy? And so now with all of this information... And if you choose to help, uh, I've come up with a few uh, different ways. So first, a lot of this goes down to the confusion part. If you have read all of those documents, if you have seen Tony's post, if you are familiar with Geek Therapy and with his work, and if you think that if he were to to start uh, certifying therapists in Geek Therapy and defining what Geek Therapy is uh, for therapists – Do you think that that would in any way be confusing with geek therapy as we've been talking about it for years? If you do, please let me know. Send me an email, Josue at geektherapy.com. You can post that as a comment on the forum if you want. And let me know because the more people that say that they think that there would be confusion, that helps our case. A lot of people have offered to either start or contribute to a legal fund. So I've gone ahead and created a legal fund. It's on GoFundMe. You can find it at geektherapy.com slash legal fund. And if you want to help us protect the Geek Therapy trademark, you can go ahead and support financially at the GoFundMe. Again, geektherapy.com slash legal fund. And that money will go toward paying the lawyers for the opposition of Geek Therapy and Geek Therapist. And a few other things that we need to do Thankfully, there has been support from so many different people and places stating that they are ready and willing to help. There's a lot that we're doing and I'm not depending solely on this letter reaching Tony and making him change his mind. I'm not relying solely on the legal fund. I'm not relying solely on third parties or I'm trying to do everything possible to make sure that we are covered in what is going to happen so long as Tony does not abandon his trademarks. If he abandons the trademarks right now, then great. That's that's it. <laughs> we're done. Uh, then we just have to go ahead and finally register the all of the different classifications for geek therapy to make sure that we're you know better protected in the future, and and that's it. That it's over. Uh, if not, <laughs> there's there there could be a very long road ahead. Um, which again, I I can't believe we're at this point, uh, but. Yeah, you can help again by, I think the best way you can help is by, you know, sharing your story with me. If you think there would definitely be confusion, I've already heard from many of you who believe that there would be. And if you want to contribute to the legal fund, again, it's open, it's available, and I'm not going to promote it like crazy just yet, but it's there for those of you who have reached out to me and who are listening to this and want to help somehow. In a few weeks, you'll probably hear more about that. One thing that I also think would help a lot is not to attack each other. Um, on on Tony's post on Facebook, the one that I read earlier, there were a lot of comments, and uh, that's it. That I I don't want to see that happen. Um, I know I'm putting this out in public, and I'm I'm kind of opening a Pandora's box. But I I don't want to see people attacking each other. Unfortunately, this has already caused a lot of trouble in the geek therapy community. I've had people tell me that they returned Tony's book to the store because they were so upset about what is happening. I've heard people say that it's like both of their parents were arguing. You know, people, two people who are respected in the community, why are they fighting? Why, why is this happening? I know that some people have left his book over this, and this has also caused a lot of fear in the community. People are filing for their own trademarks just to make sure that they don't you know, end up in this situation Because it's a horrible situation to be in. Again, the worst part being that it's someone in the community who, you know, you think is a colleague or an ally, and then this happens. So, you know, I've I've had a few people ask me, how do you do this trademark thing? How can I protect myself? Or they've just told me that they've gone ahead and started the process. And I've had friends tell me, you know, we know both of you, and we're not going to choose a side. And as much as I respect that, that also hurts. It hurts a lot because uh, these are your friends and you're hoping to get as much support as you can. And it's probably the smartest move to stay neutral, but it's still, it still hurts. It has caused drama in, in other ways. Um, I've tried to avoid other problems. Um, it's affected the network. I mean, this whole thing has been horrible. And that was before... Talking about it publicly, honestly, this is this is the biggest reason why I'm so nervous about even talking about this. But I feel that if I don't publicly start talking about this and try to convince Tony of what uh, and get support to possibly pay for the legal fees, I feel like there are no other options other than proceeding to the opposition and then possible litigation. That is why I'm trying to publicly ask Tony to reconsider and also offer the opportunity to everyone in the community who has said that they want to help and do something to also participate and help. Now, honestly, one of my fears about starting the legal fund was, well, what if nobody contributes? And maybe maybe I shouldn't even say this, but uh, maybe that's a stupid fear. <laughs> maybe it's even stupider to talk about it. But if the legal fund is not successful, meaning... That community members come and they they help, but it's just not enough money to do, for example, the opposition filings. Or it's not going to cover the cost of litigation. I want you to know right now that those things are going to happen anyway. There's nothing that is going to stop me from opposing those filings. And if it goes to litigation, I will fight it. There's sometimes things that you have access to that you don't want to tap into or you don't want to ask those people or you don't want to uh, go that far to accomplish something. But but all of those things are in place. I wouldn't have written this letter asking Tony again to reconsider and telling him that we will oppose if I wasn't 100% certain that we will oppose. And that is what's going to happen. Whew. So yeah, I hope that this does not... Uh, Cause more anxiety over the next few days uh, or weeks. My hope is that Tony will read the letter and reconsider, change the trademark. Um, another question that I get a lot is, "Well, what happens next?" I don't know. I have no idea because uh, all of this has been incredibly surprising. I've never had to do anything like this. I've never, I've never been involved in legal proceedings like this. It is all new to me. But uh, if Tony does nothing, I believe that as soon as the PTO publishes the his uh, Geek Therapy and Geek Therapist trademarks, uh, to trademark applications. Assuming that they approve them and think that everything is okay with them, they will publish them in something called the Official Gazette, I believe. And that opens the official opposition period. During that time, we will be filing an opposition to Geek Therapy and Geek Therapist. I don't know how complicated that is. I only know how expensive it is. <laughs> and uh, once that is done, I believe that it then opens the door for litigation, which means that both parties have to present their case and their evidence for why they should be the exclusive holders of that trademark and not the other person. Like I said before, eight years, tons of evidence and documentation, I've spoken to many people, and they I, th- I feel very confident about being able to win that. Now it's just a matter of getting there. But that's not up to me to decide, and hopefully it won't come to that. Well, this was exhausting. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, I don't think I can do this anymore, so I am going to go. Um, again, lastly, please don't... If, if you agree with me and disagree with Tony, do not attack him. Do not attack people who defend him, uh, especially within the Geek Therapy Facebook community group. We're not going to let that happen. There is just... Oh, speaking of the community group, this is another question I get often. If this is still happening, why are Tony and his co-editors for the book still members of the group? Now, I don't know how many people will agree with me on this, but I still believe that even if all of this is happening doesn't matter how nasty it ends up becoming, which it hasn't been too bad yet, to be completely honest. I still think that whatever Tony and his colleagues are cooking up will be valuable to share as a group, which is the reason why that group exists, which is the reason why I've spent years building these community spaces. Nobody else has done that. The reason why I did it was because there were a lot of people who had really cool ideas, and I thought it would be great if we could start sharing them and talk to each other. I mean, years ago, I even started a Geek Therapy Listserv so that we could all share information and answer questions to help each other out. And (laughs) I can't believe I just brought up the Listserv. I don't remember the last time I even thought about it. I completely forgot about it. Uh, The Listserv was something I started back in 2013. And ah, see, it's just another example of something that I created over the years And I called it Geek Therapy. It was a group of mental health professionals sharing resources. And technically it was on Google Groups, so it was like a Yahoo Groups, but those worked like listservs. They were kind of the same way. And so many things over the years that I've created, and I've used Geek Therapy to name them and brand them. And Tony wasn't involved in any of them. He had nothing to do with any of those things that I did. And... You know it's it's funny in his Facebook post he starts off by talking about the fact that you know he's a therapist and he's written books and he's worked with games and that other people do that too and you know nobody has ever questioned that or denied that what is at play here is that every time I've done something I've called it geek therapy and now he wants to call things geek therapy even though he never has before and it's just it's just incredible. He's he's never had anything to do with geek therapy or anything called geek therapy. So earlier when I when I called him a colleague and and I want to clarify that in the general sense of mental health professionals who use geek culture and games in And comics and other things in therapeutic practice or in education and things like that. We're colleagues in that sense. Like we, we run in the same circles. But again, in terms of geek therapy, he was not involved in anything that had to do with geek therapy was called geek therapy until he joined the geek therapy community Facebook group in January of 2017, which brings me back to the Facebook group and uh, bringing people together. (laughs) that's what I've been all about from the beginning for years now for so many years. And so, uh, yeah, uh, what I did was, uh, Tony and his co-editors cannot post in the group as in like they can't post a, a an actual post, but they can still see everything that is posted and they can still comment. Just two weeks ago, two weeks ago, Tony promoted his book to uh, in a, in a comment, in a response to someone on the, the Facebook group. And I believe it is very strange that someone would demand through their lawyer that you stop using geek uh, therapy in the way that you're using it and then also use their group, which they created and administer, uh, to talk to other people about your book um, you could argue that he was trying to be helpful, which, I mean, kind of goes to the point, right? I mean, I think it's weird because obviously he's, he's selling his own book. But even if he was trying to be helpful, that's kind of the point I'm trying to get at. We can all still learn from each other. Once this is all done and the dust settles, my hope is that whatever they make and create, they can come and talk about it in the Geek Therapy community. And maybe some people will want to do that. Maybe some people will want that certification that they're creating. Maybe someone will want to follow those standards that they are creating and call themselves whatever it is that he decides to choose. And ultimately, I think that we can all learn from each other. I disagree with a lot of people in the community. I disagree with some of my friends on very core uh, points within mental health psychology, the way we deliver therapeutic services, the way we use geek culture in those uh, services. But that is good. That has always been my point, that we need more voices. It can't just be my voice. Everybody's voices are welcome and I guess that's a long way of answering why Tony uh, and others are still members of the Geek Therapy uh, Facebook group, why they haven't been removed. The reason why they are on, they not allowed to post is because, because I've been very afraid this whole time of what could happen. And I don't want anybody uh, posting something that could be inflammatory, that could cause... Um, Disrupt the group that could be or, or anything like that. And, and I'm just trying to be careful. I've done a lot of things in the last couple of months in the name of being careful and I hope that they, that they pay off. So yeah, I've said a lot. Hopefully I haven't said too much. Um, there are. Lots of attachments and, and documents in the post on the letter. You can read them all so that you see not only what I've said in the past, but what Tony has said in the past, and you can make your own decisions. If you want to help, just reach out and tell me what you think. And if you want to support the legal fund, you can go to geektherapy.com legalfund legal fund. We'll be back in a couple days with our regularly scheduled program. So for now, thank you for listening. Remember to geek out and do good, and I'll talk to you soon. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. For more about the network, visit network.geektherapy.com. And for additional content, including the GT Book Club and discounts on our merch store, consider joining Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com geektherapy.